one foot out of the pub. I don't think he's to at get the pub, out of there. It's like it's like what time is it on the west coast right now? One PM. Right. So he's probably not at the pub. He's not a big drinker any anyway. Like last time I'm pretty sure he was just like drinking fucking sparkling water or something last time I saw him in a drinking hole. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Uh, hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. And uh, we are still awaiting, uh, I don't know how much of that was live before, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're still awaiting didn't, Jake, didn't you press the button? who may be in the pub. Uh, nay. Um, so yes, we're still, we're waiting on Jake. He will be here at some point and then we can crack out the spreadsheet and get rocking. Um, until then, hello everybody. Welcome to 2023, an exciting new year of bear market awaits. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can't really see it, but we've we've got a special background here, which is uh, an old meme that uh, that I ripped off of Jabby, I think, although another person who's rugged us. Um, Was Jabby supposed to be on tonight as well? Well, he was supposed to be on last week, and then there was kind of noise about maybe this week, and 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 that's that's obviously not happened. So, jabby, jabby, jabby. Um, maybe I better go back to organising the guests, mate. Well, I mean, I don't really do it. I just send DMs to people, Done. and then they let me down. <laughs> um, Done. Cheers. And Jabby's not supposed to be a guest. He's supposed to be a regular. He's friend of the show. He's, he's supposed to be when a you haven't been here for 10 months you can no longer be called a regular <laughs> i mean yeah like one day when this is like a mega podcast historians of the podcast can go back and work out exactly what the gap is between this show and when he was last on and i would guess it's six months maybe no 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 because it was the autumn one with the dog bouncing around in the background so, so it's got to be probably only four months, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's the the view outside. So for those of you listening on podcast players, we just got treated to a panoramic webcam tilt from now. That was for, to show, uh, for Rama. <laughs> uh, to show the somewhat cloudy, because uh, it's the middle of summer for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, definitely in the middle of summer. Yeah. But I think a lot, of the, a lot of the cloudiness of that was like the cleanliness of that window. It's but it is, it is overcast, <laughs> right? Is it like uh, is it like jellyfish season at the moment? Uh, it depends on which way the wind goes. If you get an onshore wind, that might bring up blue bottles and jellyfish, but um, not really. Like maybe no, up up north uh, at like yeah. Cairns and that you get irukandji, so you can't really go swimming up there unless you got a stinger suit. Yeah, and presumably if you're not wait wait, wait okay, let's wait. We're going to have to come back to what you just said there, because Stinger Suit, what? Yeah, let's put a pin in that. Uh, so wait, 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 wait. You don't have the lethal the lethal flora and fauna where you are right now. Because, I mean, we, are all, uh, we all know everything we know about Australia because of the Simpsons, right? Which is that everything will kill you, right? Yeah, so, well, at the moment, you could probably die in seven different ways before you get to your gate just from the snakes and fucking ants and not ants, what are those other things, the legs? Uh, spiders. Like I, when I went out to get a coffee this morning, I, I literally walked through a spider's web with a fucking enormous spider in it. Didn't see it. 
Um, but yeah, like on the coast here, it's like pretty populated. There's not really too much stuff here that'll eat you, but in the water. So in this area, you can get box jellyfish, which um, are pretty bad if you run into one of those. Um, but other than that, there's these little, little jellyfish. They're like pretty small. They're called irukandji. Um, and they're super lethal. Uh, but they're up in the warmer water ones. up north. I thought it was box that were lethal. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They'll fucking fuck you up. Right. So we're, so where are it? So, okay. I promise. But they're not, we, we, well, we there's not tons of them though. We put a pin yeah. in it a second ago. What, what the fuck's a stinger suit? Yeah. So what when you're up in Cairns, when you're up at like Cairns or up in the northern parts of um, Australia, uh, all on that tropical coast is they've got Irukandji, right? They're like little jellyfish that are deadly. So, um, as well as crocodiles and shit. But so you, a stinger suit's just like a wetsuit. It's like from here, you know, to your wrists, to your ankles, and you can wear booties um, that if you like bump into them then you, they can't sting you. So you can yeah, go surfing. They can just sting your hand, so... Yeah, but, you know, you put little mittens on or whatever. Your but face. they can sting your face. Oh, actually, the stinger suits are like, yeah, they come like right over. So it's just like your face sticking so, out. So, <laughs> so it all... Let, let's just say that you, you're like significantly reducing the surface area that you can be stung. <laughs> in order to go in the water, you need to fully, fully close off any entrance... Any patch of skin, any entrance to your body. Yeah, and it's like hot as well because it's the summer. Beautiful. What are you mean? suggesting that the scene in Point Break with Patrick Swayze when he goes and swims during the hurricane, that probably wasn't correct because he wasn't wearing a stinger suit? No, so that was um, – so Point Break was uh, – what's the name of that beach? That's Bell's Beach. That's all the way mm-hmm. down in the south of Australia, down on the south coast. And that's not and, a lethal beach. Okay. No, no, there's, there's no Irukandji down there. There's only sharks. Probably a lot of sharks dead in the bite. So, just, just um, sharks. Wait, wait. So, so hold on. Um, just, just to bring this back to a previous point, then. What, what are your thoughts on Point Break? Because we, we've established you don't like heat, and you're wrong. But you, uh, Point Break. Point Break's a great movie. It's one of the best. Right. So we're okay. So Point it's Break right up there with Dirty Dancing. There's a lot to yeah. take in in the statement that was just made. Yep. Okay. Oh. I, I just, I just saw, I just saw a usurper look we momentarily. Were like, we were like, I was like, oh, we're angry, going. resigned. <laughs> Whoa, hold on now. It's like a car crash out of the middle of nowhere. That Dirty Dancing just is a fantastic rug. movie. <sighs> yeah, I think so too. It's a classic Swayze movie. Wait, did you say Patrick Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's in that? good movie anyway you're Whatever. close hello welcome to game of nose a weekly <laughs> podcast on the cosmos from independent <laughs> special guest patrick swayze um, so, so uh right patrick Sway- swayze swayze is often ha- that's how i've heard it said mm-hmm. um so that's 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 what i would say to <laughs> that anyway it um, is patrick swayze the swayze i said yeah, but you just you said patrick swayze <laughs> No, I said this ways. 
You did well. Good thing we're recording this. We'll go back. Good thing we're yeah. We can we can go back to this. Yeah, you go back. You, you <laughs> when, set when the record you straight. The podcast version. This could be like yeah. liar. I knew it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Rewind thirty seconds. Um, I, I thought you were looking weird because I thought that all of a sudden, like Patrick Swayze wasn't in that movie. I'm like, no, he wasn't. I, in that movie. I, I yeah, went and looked it up, and I'm like, yeah, it's Patrick Swayze. Keanu. Busey's the best in that movie, though. Fucking yeah. Busey's awesome in that movie. Utah. Around the corner, there's a sandwich shop. Best meatball is sandwich Gary, I've ever had. Is Gary Busey in that movie? Oh yeah, he's, I'm going he's, back. To, I'm going back to watch it. I love Gary. He's Utah's Busey. partner. Awesome. When he gets when he wants when they're doing the stakeout and he wants them to go get a go get two meatball sandwiches. Utah, give me two. I think I need to. Oh, I actually right. need to. I need to go back and watch Dirty Dancing and Grease. I think they were two cool movies. And what was the other one? Grease. Grease. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Cool. Be a twelve year old girl again. Yeah. Love it. Hundred percent. Do you sing along? <laughs> no. Everyone sings along with Grease. Come on. <laughs> they got, the, they, got the, they got the sickest cars in that movie, man. It's fucking. You just you can't get those cars anymore. <laughs> uh, I should okay. go back and watch Point Break. So, I haven't watched that movie in twenty years. I bet you it still holds up. So yeah, uh, go back to back with uh, Dirty Dancing. Just do no. a Swayzathon. Sweet, <laughs> throw some ghost in there. And I'm not as big a fan of ghost, but ghost is not a good film. I did actually watch Roadhouse just a, I can a few Roadhouse. months ago. Roadhouse, Roadhouse is a good fucking movie. I like Roadhouse that movie. is funny for the memes. But yeah. yeah, it's um, oh, a lot of a lot of memes floating around for Roadhouse. Is there? I think it started with that Family Guy thing where he just started kicking people and going Roadhouse, <laughs> right? Everyone's <laughs> a funny, funny joke, to be honest. Um, but yeah. I think that it's amazing how fast South Park is onto stuff, like with the, um, you know, SBF and all that shit. Like South Park's always straight onto current events. They're pretty good. It's good. Well, they make them like as events unfold, right? Like the episodes mm-hmm. are literally made like the day before or something. Yeah, they made like the before. South Park is just in the yeah no South Park is just like a living history of, you know, it's like a literally the history books of the world. History books of shitposting, at least. Um, history will be told with South Park in schools in the 2400s. In the post-apocalyptic rubble. Uh, so the final thing, we we actually got, we rugged ourselves. I can't remember who rugged who. Did I get rugged? I think I got rugged last week. Um, there was we, a rugging. We, talk, we talked about the results, the merch poll, right? So, uh, and like a prat, I've actually closed the results of the merch poll <laughs> and get them back up. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. So, I got my partner a coffee. I think she's still in bed. I'm going to go and see if she started to drink it and steal it. <laughs> okay. So, wait, literally, so, so half the show. So, <laughs> so my, my, like, oh, I need to just look up the results of this merch poll. Noel's reaction is, I will also leave the chat. That okay, was like, excellent. that was like two layers of talks amongst yourselves. That was talks amongst yourselves. And Noel's like, I'm going to leave. You guys talk yeah, amongst so, yourselves. Just, I'm head <laughs> yeah. out. Um, and I get up and Schultz by himself. Oh, boy. Is that your suggestion for a sticker, um, usurper? Talks amongst yourself? No. the Is that the chili peppers? <laughs> I don't know who that is, but is that's that an awful picture. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good picture, though. Um, okay, so the, we asked on Twitter last week before the uh, 2022 award show uh, whether we should do some merch because 
as uh, people may know, um, some of the lads who are not, um, uh, yeah, uh, who are not as lame as me are going to be in ETH, in, in ETH for Denver, in Denver for ETH Denver next March, doxed. Yeah. If you have a if you have a grievance to air with them, you can find them in person. <laughs> yeah. um, and you serve for wanted stickers, and then yeah, merch. So we put a poll on Twitter, or I put a poll on Twitter, um, which had some of the statements from last year's game of nodes that were in the spreadsheet. Notably, I forgot to put holistically wholesome on the list, but. Based on the poll, I think it wouldn't have got much traction anyway because all the sweary ones won. So uh, the options were W-A-G-T-G-A for We Are All Going to Jail, uh, Drop in Nines, which I know we're all fans of. The general public were not interested in that one. Um, Fungible as fuck. (laughs) They validate with better Which was the runaway winner, (laughs) the absolute runaway winner. Fungible as fuck got double the votes of any other option and I think got more votes than all of the others put together. Yes, it did. Um, And then the final option was I dump shit coins, Uh, you know, the kind of, the kind of I see dead people sort of 1990s. What film was that? Six uh, sense, six, six, six sense, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of M. M Night Shyamalan kind of vibe. The the I dump Shyamalan, Shyamalan, <laughs> featuring Patrick Swayze. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> featuring Patrick Swayze. Um, so I dump shit coins was also pretty popular, but but was edged out by well, I <laughs> said edged out by. Still got fungible as fuck. Got double the votes. So uh, yeah, um, I, th- I thought you said that the we're all going to jail one was. Won it. Well, no, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun with uh, fuck, sorry. Uh, a bit of <laughs> a bit of rigged election. The, the, gu- the gun is the, again. Yeah, so the, 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 the goalposts <laughs> are being moved. The gun so, is that we we actually don't listen to anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> people so so people people also overwhelmingly said a uh, a t shirt or a hoodie was there. Uh, desired means of merchandise delivery um so we're not so, doing those right yeah so we were kind of thinking we were kind of thinking hoodies and stickers um and we were thinking of basically rugging everybody and going with we are all going to jail on the rever- on the rear of the hoodie because you got to walk around in this fucking thing and i dub shit coins <laughs> was hilarious is more of a that's more of a t-shirt vibe. This is the thing. As soon as people went hoodie over t-shirt, that changes the vibe because you can put a lot of, you can shit post on a t-shirt in a way you can't on a hoodie. A hoodie is like a, <laughs> maybe so what about the... place. I'm like, you wear that all the time. You have to wear it in all sorts of situations. You can't just like put, you can't put well, fungible as fuck on a hoodie. That's not a thing you can wear. Why not? Yeah. That's not professional at all, is it? Yeah. You can that's... put it on a t-shirt. That's would, fine. It epitomizes. I would definitely wear it. It epitomizes. It epitomizes the fucking show here. What fungible as fuck? Yeah, well, like it's like just say, I'd completely in the style of this show. Why would you want to put something? It's a great sticker. It's a great t-shirt. I'm not sure it's a great hoodie. We can do so. Why don't we things. do a t-shirt as well? We as the hey, hey, we can we can expand thing. the merch range. I'm we not against expand the merch range. I don't know that putting "We're all going to jail" is a good thing to put on a fucking hoodie. It's like kind of <laughs> makes us 
you know, it's, when, it's, when, it's, it's when, hard to have plausible deniability when you've put it on. The <laughs> <laughs> do, do, well, do you know the funny thing is, right? So the, the we're all going to jail joke, I think originated in the flat that we were sharing in Lisbon nearly 18 months ago. And I can't remember, but I think one of the Stargaze guys said, you do realize that if you walk around in a t-shirt that says we're all going to jail, that's no longer plausibly deniable. I think it was Jorge or, or Shane that nixed that idea in the first place. And then 12 months later, revisited Here we are. the of nodes because we're <laughs> more confident in our ability to not go to jail. Maybe that one should just be a sticker, but it should, it should definitely exist. But I, I think if, as long as it, if it's like W-A-G-T-J, in the kind of style of wag me, it's kind of like, it, which it's makes satire, it right. It's, but it's it makes like, it perfect for a laptop. Yeah. Well, but like, go to Denver, have it in the back and people will be like, that's not wag me. What the hell is that? Well, let well, me tell you about this place. <laughs> let me tell you well, about well, I'm, a, I'm a Juno validator. <laughs> I think the, the fungible yeah, the is perfect. <laughs> I guess you're fungible not a Juno is a perfect sticker for a laptop as well. Hey, um, just yeah, for all of the people who are listening and not watching, welcome um, Jake, the Dow Maximalist, has uh, joined us here in the bottom right. Have you had a haircut? No. It's just... <laughs> okay. No. Have, have you had a haircut in the last two years? Looking a bit less bushy um, the last time you were on the show. All right, well, maybe it's it's there's like a 100-year flood happening here, so it's probably just all the moisture in the air. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goddamn! Where are you? Are you in your? You're in your house. Are I'm you? in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, it's like funky, fucking torrential downpours out, out, outside. I hope I don't lose power. Where's the couch I'm going to be sleeping on, bro? What does that look like? So uh, surprisingly, it looks like a floor. Have to. It looks like a floor. You got rugs. It looks got like rugs. a rug in the. <laughs> looks like a rug in the fucking it's, corner. It's bear markets you can't get couches here. You know. It's a rug in the corner, so I can fucking yeah, pull it out for me rug, while I'm yeah. sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. You can roll up in it. You do have a table, right? Or something. Yeah, I got a table. Yeah. Like, there you go. <laughs> you got a table. You a sofa? No. Uh, no sofa. No. I have, chair? <laughs> two chairs have, and a rug? I have chairs. Two chairs have, and a table. You could put the chair, the table in between the two chairs. Yeah, I actually have two desks, which is great. You know, got to have different pull together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Put pull the two together. desks together. Futon on top. It'll be great. Call it so, uh, like, how close to the chads of Silicon Valley are you? Can you, like, walk out and shake hands with Bezos? Or? I mean, Bezos, Bezos is Bezos, Seattle. Yeah, it's Seattle, but, you know. I don't, I don't, how the fuck would I know that? Noz, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Australian. I have no point of reference no idea. for that. I mean, know what the hell that is. It's all just one blob on the map to me with a funny shape. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to the trip. I need to, uh, I need to find, maybe I'll try and find Putmos and like sleep on his couch as well. I, I'm like trying you need to, to work out where Putmos's bunker is first. Don't yeah. You? yeah. To, you know, hang out with Putmos. That'd be so sick. Unless I'm of course trying to like string happy. together some couches to sleep on. So far I've got like one, which has already been rugged. So I feel like it's not going well. You can, I mean, if you, if you mean like crashing on Jabby's couch, then you can, you can find Jabby pretty easily. He's near lots of roundabouts, which narrows it I down. would have to fight an entire clan of other people to be able to get a place to sleep in that house. 
Yeah, I guess I guess you'd need to fight at least eight jabby juniors, right? Six jabby juniors. <laughs> you would get a dog to cuddle with, though, which would be nice. That's true. Yeah, maybe Winston can just yeah, chill. We don't have any dogs around here, so <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 2023 preview episode. Although we are already in 2023, uh, this is the is this the reasons to be cheerful podcast? So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, reasons. Hmm. There so, was, um, was there not a new meme coin that came out? I have no idea. <laughs> was it? That's great news. That's, that's good. That's, that's good news. That's what's going to pull us out. Really. Let's uh, sing perfect. that from the, uh, from the rooftop. Yeah. So I was going to say, well, what's, what's the, uh, let's, you know, what's, what's the thing we're most excited about, about in 2023, apart from getting promoted to shift manager at McDonald's. Who's starting? I feel like Null's, Null's got the energy there. Go on. <laughs> I, I missed the, I was reading a tweet. We, we all know what, we all know what Jake's going to say. Yeah. This is a, I don't even have to say it. I don't even know why I'm on the show. You know, you know what I'm going to say. Okay, well, Jake, do you want to go first? We, we could, like, I think we could train an AI could just, um, to, could be just, yeah. <laughs> to be Jake. Someone could just say it for me. <laughs> Alex, just say what I'm excited about this year. No, 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 no. All right, well, I'm excited about... Did he really just lag out right there? No. I, I thought he just rushed. He's hot. He's just, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> He just froze. Uh, I was like, was, he, nah, he, he just pulled the I just don't want to say the word. Everyone knows what's coming. <laughs> Jake is excited as shit about, about. Come on. About, you know. Say the word. Stargaze. I'm excited as shit about Stargaze. It's going to be great. Fucking Stargaze. down. <laughs> 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 say the catchphrase, Bart. Say the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's just exactly like that scene of the oh. <laughs> Say it, say it. Yeah, it's, it's the Dows, man. It's the Dows. Yeah, our V2, just around the corner, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, Payment think, streams, right? I think it's going to be... New yeah, UI, right? Yeah, all, all the things. So many things. So wow. many things. Many features, much features. Wow. It's great. So, um, much wow. Tell me, the, <laughs> one thing I reckon is going to be cool is the uh, is the payments like the the salary like you know whole friggin being able to just manage that yeah i think it's uh i think it'll be easier and more transparent to see what all the different DAOs are doing what sub DAOs are doing um but i think it's also a good way for us to move forward we need like we need vesting payments and stuff we need a we need new ways of like incentivizing contributors and i i think that you know we'll start to like see all those tools like in action over the next year, which I'm really excited about. So has much been achieved in the way of like IBC DAOs yet? So I'll give you an example, like, um, is he lagged out again? No. Nope. <laughs> so, um, no, that's you know, new. there's the, you know, there's the Chihuahua DAO, right? Um, which actually like they IBC'd all of the DAO assets over to Juno and have the treasury on Juno. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be like any um, like functionality in the future or you might even be, whether you're working on it now to like interact directly 
like with that blockchain over uh, like IBC or something, or would it be a scenario basically where I'm thinking like non WASM chains being able to do IBC stuff over there? Yes. Yeah, so or do you need WASM? We're trying to build in like uh, support for interchain accounts. So we don't need WASM. But however, the interchain accounts stuff is kind of a little bit of a mess. I'm not going to lie. And there's different versions of IBC and people are using different versions of IBC. And I think interchain accounts are cool and have a lot of potential, but the rollout for them has been kind of a clusterfuck. I'm not going to lie. So Jacob hasn't successfully bumped all of Cosmos yet into the right IBC? Well, it's, it's also like the interchain account standard changed a little bit actually too. Um, but I think it's like pretty like starting to get solidified now. And yeah, that's something uh, that you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to control an account on, on one chain from a chain from a DAO on a chain like Juno, for example. So interchain accounts is going to be a really big deal. Um, that will be awesome. Um, and you've successfully centralized the thing with an indexer, right? Yes, definitely. Um, the, the way Noah did it, it's pretty interesting. It uses the chain as a fallback. So if like the indexer doesn't like load for whatever reason, say it gets like blocked by, you know, the Australian government, government, they don't want you looking at kangaroo DAO or whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell it is, you know, then, then it falls back to, you know, querying RPC nodes and then, then they'll just, you know, censor King nodes RPC and you're going to lose, <laughs> lose points. I don't know. Can't censor King nodes RPC. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh what's the payment piece is that actually the way it sounds like where a DAO can hold a set of funds maybe for community dispersal or something like that and then and based on stake coins you can approve proposals and those types of things for payment like is it is it kind of a centralized structure for that um yeah so data v2 has like a lot of new payroll features which are really cool so you can vote to pay someone like a vesting amount there's a lot of different uh kind of configurations you can do there. I mean, you, okay. you can already vote to like, uh, like spend, like send someone money. So you could send someone Juno or send someone USDC from your DAO treasury. You can vote on, on those kind of things, but we're making it also so you can vote to instantiate these kind of vesting contracts. Um, we also have like our sort of, uh, coordinate style retroactive rewards system that we actually use in DAO DAO. So at the end of every month, everyone like, writes down what their contributions were and we like vote as a DAO on, you know, like how valuable we thought those contributions were. And then there's mm -hmm. a set amount of tokens that like goes out every month to like the contributors based on like how people voted. And that achieves actually a couple of things is it makes everyone document what they fucking did that month That's in good. order to get tokens, which is like a big thing that the community really wants is like, Hey, what the fuck have people been doing? You know? Yeah. Uh, and second of all, I, I think it is, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, people are getting like compensated based more on like what they did versus like, here's this like, you know, payment that you just get up front. And a lot of times, you know, people don't follow through for whatever reasons. It's, it's a good way to keep people accountable. Um, Cause you're only getting sort of paid retroactively for what you did. It's not like. Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. You know, when it comes to like payroll and all these things, I don't think there's like one right solution. There's no one size fits all. Everyone's going to want every like sub DAO or different DAOs are going to like want 
different ways of kind of doing compensation. So mm -hmm. um, we do have staking actions as well. So you like DAOs can delegate to your validators, which I think will be really interesting. Um, so, and we have also UI support, which is also going to be great. So delegation style will be able to like uh, use Aussie to you know manage manage delegations. Um, was that uh, was that delegations one basically put in there for the delegations DAO to begin with? Is that like the, uh, the you know, functionality actually, required for that? Actually, I've always thought that Aussie is really fucking cool, and yet there's no UI for normies to use it at all. Like yeah. there's like there's nothing in your Kepler wallet. There's a few like things like Yieldmost or like a few apps that like mm -hmm. let you auto compound staking rewards, but that's it. There's no right. other like Aussie UI, and it's it's kind of a shame because it's one of the coolest features in the cosmos. Um, yeah, and so like we're really hoping like with Data VG to like have some of the first like Aussie UI, like, and I'm, I'm stoked to I'm stoked to get people actually doing things with Aussie aside from just auto compounding staking rewards. Is that only for DAO related activities or will that will have other functionality like governance and those types of things that might be outside of the DAO? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we have it pretty generalized. So it's, it's, um, it's not just for, for, for staking rewards. Um, and one of the, there's a secret page in data V2. If you go to like, when it launches, go to slash wallet and you can uh, use the same UI for like composing actions and proposals to like, just use, like do individual transactions. So you can use an UI to like instantiate a smart contract or you use a UI to like, you know, you know, all those actions, like when you make a proposal, yeah, uh, you can just use those like with your standalone wallet. You don't have to do it as a DAO. Um, so I think cool. that'll be really helpful for a lot of people that want to use features like Aussie or like um, mint NFTs or like do all these like random things. They don't necessarily want to do it as a DAO. They could also make yeah. a DAO with just one person in it. You know, that could be right. Right. Yep. That could be fun. Cool. Yeah. The one man DAO. <laughs> It's kind of the yeah. the logical conclusion, isn't it? In in American in America, you can be a corporation of one person, and therefore on the internet, you could be a DAO of one person. Yeah, kind of. Well, I guess I mean yeah, you can be a limited company in most jurisdictions with one person, but the corporation is a stranger one, isn't it? Because you've got like the corporation is like an embodiment of a of an abstract entity, as if it was a person, and then as soon as it's like tiny again, you're like. Wait, hang on a minute but um yeah um so uh has how's like how's like data been affected by uh what's been happening recently like because i know i i don't really dip in the discord any anymore because i'm too busy with about 100 different other things but like when i have done it seemed like you know kind of pretty active and busy despite everything that's going on yeah um, yeah, data is pretty great. Uh, I don't know. We have like a really core group of contributors that's like really motivated to work on it. And, uh, they're, you know, I think everyone would like, you know, for the market to go up, but we're all surviving, you know, and that's, that's kind of just like, yeah, the mood. <laughs> Everyone's really, really excited about like launching new stuff and, 
I feel I feel the momentum is really good. We I think we maybe lost like a couple. So we used to have like a fuck ton of contributors, and now we've kind of lost some of like the outside contributors. Now the like market's like down ninety percent. Um, mm-hmm. But like the core, the like our best contributors, our core contributors are all still like super involved. So that's what we really need. Who who is the main core contributors there? I know there's like Noah and Zeke, and obviously yourself. Like who are the other um, the main guys that or and girls? Yeah. Um, Case Organic is a really great contributor. Dada, that's another um, amazing, amazing person. Give them a follow on Twitter. Um, Else How or my friend Nick is also a like really regular contributor to to Dada. Janita or Blue Note on I think Blue Note on Twitter. I don't know. I have to check where her Twitter handle is, but she also um, is like a very regular contributor to Dada and. Uh, you know, then there's kind of like the long tail of like others as well, like people that just do, um, like surprisingly, like actually NetaDAOs, but like a lot of the NetaDAO folks have been like, like really good contributors. They've like um, come in and like they test a lot of stuff. Like one of their members, Whiskey, has like actually written some contracts and things, and like has been doing some UI work on uh, some like features that are going to launch shortly after V2, so like V like 2.1 or whatever. Um, and uh, I, w- I would occasionally drop in to like when people are doing like coding with the shared screen and then just annoy them. That's my contribution. Thanks for thanks for helping the work get done. No, <laughs> thanks for the contribution. <laughs> thanks for yeah. thanks for keeping everybody so, on task. No resistance. Just be there trying to like fix some delayed, UI. You know? this, is, this is why. <laughs> I'd be like, what's this? What does that do? Why do you keep moving that? What's the? What do you type it? <laughs> yeah. How how would I do this other thing? <laughs> can you get me an an API so I can like get my transactions for taxes this year, please? Yeah, exactly. yeah I've been bugging yeah, everyone. I'm like, can I have access to your API? Can I have access to your Who API? Has a full this note? is can yeah. this export a CSV? <laughs> yeah, we do actually have. We're gonna work on making it like available somehow. Um, but we do actually have like a full index of the entire Juno chain, which is exciting. So I actually, because I legit am trying to like figure out how to get all of my transactions, right? And um, who was it uh, um, in the Discord that suggested, oh, it was uh, Indigo from um, Artifact. He's like, get a like hire a scraper and i was like what and then so i started looking on fiverr and there's like all of these people who just scrape shit for like 30 bucks so uh could to be, what like could go be to in min- the market for a scraper like literally yeah, go, just, to, go to minscan go to your thing and just like start pulling pulling transactions out yeah they just like write crawler bots to go yeah like hit minscan and then just crawl and get all the info <laughs> out of it one way and because go. because minscan actually shows the json um, in the transactions right. uh, page, you can basically just scrape the JSON for every single transaction so you can get the messages. It'd be really yeah. nice if Minscan just had an API too. It'd be really nice if Minscan just had fucking export to CSV. Like, it can't be much... I Like, I don't know yeah, if they're not there, doing right? it because it'd it be, just be so it hard be on like their a, API. It should or... be like a premium feature. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Like pay five bucks, get a CSV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. CSV. Yeah. Like model for them. Goddamn. It would be. Yeah. That would save a lot of time. That would save a fucking lot of time. Yeah. Like they've literally got the entire fucking cosmos indexed. Like I would pay a hundred Juno to get like the CSV for God's sake. Or five bucks. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather pay five bucks than hundred Juno. <laughs> Although, wait, yeah, I mean, they are still slightly different. Yeah, they're different. They're different. Like for uh, me, for me to get that transaction is going to cost like for me to do it myself would be like thousands of dollars worth of labor. For me to get someone else to do it, it's going to probably cost me several hundred dollars anyway. So, mm-hmm. and I've got you know for all the different wallets. I mean, if I if I'm getting someone to do it, it's I I can't see myself getting out of it for less than a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yep. That's probably, probably about the measure of it. Maybe more actually. I think it took five days to get, or three days or something like that to get something, to get reasonable strategy working for the first time we had to do that for our quarterly tax return. So Rama says, save time and money. Don't do taxes. I love it. <laughs> who, who wants a, we're going to jail hoodie. <laughs> Ram is like pre-order. I actually do really want that hoodie. I, I really want that. <laughs> I would fucking wear that. I remember that meme. That meme was so good. Uh, um, we'll we'll do the hoodies. Uh, we'll do the hoodies. It's gonna happen. Do we, do we need do we need like some sort of design uh, person or? Yeah. Are we just gonna have text? Both. <laughs> we we Ram has put this. his hand up for design. We talked about this. I don't know Rama. We, we I don't about want a fucking the, raccoon. Yeah, we talked about this in the in the group chat. The, the design. I thought we just the yeah. group chat was more about just doing the. You like, said once a flowery right? linen linen we'll shirt with version with with cursive text. We'll come up with some good stuff. Oh, oh I missed the, that sounds great. I missed the Hawaiian shirt part. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I was, I was joking was, about that, but yeah, now I realise I've un, I've unleashed, I've uncorked the bottle. I've I've opened. Well, the problem the with the the problem with like a floral or whatever design is that it kind of obscures the text. So thinking ahead, man. Yeah, we'll come up with some options. We'll come up with some. <laughs> um, though speaking as well. Okay, so but but guiding. Guiding us back onto 2023. My start now. And the cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, please. So we, we started there uh, with Jake. The answer was predictably begins with D. Yeah. Yeah. Also, mesh security is going to be fucking sick. Say there was actually then, a question in the they, chat on whether on where where people are at with mesh security, which last time I checked was still working prototype. Yeah, it's still working prototype. The prototype has like come a long way. Uh, but so like we've actually been talking a lot with the Osmosis team and um, Osmosis Grants Program is providing a lot of funding for mesh security work, um, which is awesome. Um, so that's really going to kick off this year. Um, we have like Ethan and Confio team is going to be like contributing uh, a lot of stuff. We have uh, Cosmology. We're making this beautiful UI for it as well, because um, you know what good is like this complex cross-staking protocol if you don't have a UI to use it for Normius. Like, so that's like going to be part of it. So, like, kind of the timeline is like Q1. We're going to have like uh, 
more things working on test nets like Juno Osmo testnet. Uh, we're going to have like it also this really long, long architecture document written up about it. A lot of people were like rushing to like, you know, mesh security came out and then all these people like kind of like piled on and they were like doing their whole takes and this analysis on it. And it's like, it's like, guys, we, we don't even have like a full like written up version of it. You're just kind of like making up what mesh security is in your head. And yeah. so, yeah, we're going to have Q1 test nets and, you know, kind of like this really nice architecture doc uh, with Q2 really looking to um, test in prod uh, probably like just one, one way, like uh, with like a, like a low market cap chain, like, I don't know, like Juno, Juno Joe or like Juno Wawa or whatever. Um, whoever is down and by like do it like with real tokens. Mm -hmm. And then after we've kind of like done that for a while and gone through any audits or whatever, we want to, we're going to plan to deploy it Q3 with like Gino Osmo and maybe like some other chains as well. Whoever wants to join the interchain Alliance or the interchain federation or whatever the fuck we're going to call it. What will that look like as a validator? Is it a modified binary or nope. is it intended so yeah, to be? Yeah, the great thing about mesh security is you don't have to do any extra work as a validator. You just validate your chance. Well, that sounds nice. What's 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 the benefit for validators to be using it? You don't have to do anything. You you like you just happens. Just happens. You don't have to. You know. Well, what's the downside? What 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 are the downsides and upsides? Right. I think it just makes no change to your life as a validator. Unlike ICS, where you have to worry about all this extra bullshit, and you know, oh, like, oh, fuck, I want to run the Atom chain now. I have to run, like, five different fucking chains. And, yeah, I, I just really don't think that that's – it's been, like, hyped for so long. And I feel like anytime something like Interchain Security is, like, hyped for so long without actually shipping, like, the reality is inevitably going to be disappointing. And I kind of uh, – I guess this is optimism. Anyway, I'm optimistic about mesh security. I think it's going to work out a lot better. Yeah, <clears throat> but it does like, I mean, it is a little bit of the, mm, the ICS thing is a little bit like the relayer thing where there are certain things where you have to run additional software that, that are just completely intractable. Like they should be separate software because they are doing something like fundamentally different. And then there are some things where you're like, is this complexity worth the trade-off? Like that's the big one on oracles that I think I'm still not, you know, it, there are obviously reasons why a lot of Oracle use cases can't be done in a smart contract context. But uh, I don't know. Obviously, we had we had we've we've had the noise podcast on here, and obviously their approach to how they do randomness and stuff is really really interesting. And being able to do it with just smart contracts is really really cool. And there, I think you're going to see increasing. I don't know. Probably there's going to be more use cases like that that come along where people figure out a way of doing them that don't involve running additional software on top of uh, what validators have to do anyway. Because yeah, I just I just don't see that I don't see that the future is a more complicated world for the majority of validators. The future has to be more validators running less complicated software, right? Yeah, I think that that's the future. More validators running less complicated software, and then they can really focus on, you know, like scaling the. It's it's complicated enough to deal with like all the different aspects and all the different storage and all the different chains and all the different like other services you might provide on top, like RPC nodes and load balancing of RPC nodes and like all this stuff is really complicated and like 
anything extra like is just yeah kind of noise to me and so actually this is one of the other things i'm really optimistic for in 2023 and i'm sure the fray like you know you're also really excited about this is like i'm really excited about like the movement around it's kind of growing around cwsdk or cosmosm sdk just like get rid of like cosmos sdk thank you thank you for everything you provided to like the interchain but like everything has its time and it kind of sucks and uh <laughs> i think the there's a lot of potential to and i think i'm really hoping that by like the end of this year the the progress on like cwsdk is just gonna it's gonna be like starting to look really exciting I don't know what the first chain is going to be or what, what, or when that's going to happen. I, I think it's way too early to say, but um, I think it's kind of the right, right move. Just like these EVM chains, a, a lot of them are just EVM chains. And like, let's just make a awesome Wasm virtual machine mm-hmm. and that could just power so many different use cases. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the composable Fi one's a good step in the right direction in that case, like a general purpose Cosmosm VM. Yeah. The, I mean, it's it's almost kind of funny that it's come out when it has, because I think I do wonder if that had been out and stable when the CWSDK effort started, whether that development effort would have gone in a slightly different direction. It's hard to say because it's been a little while since I've looked at the, I, I you know, I've been following on the chat, but. Um, it's been a little while since I've tried to contribute anything to it, so I'm probably a bit out of date, but it does seem like the more general and the more abstracted that can be, the better for that project's longevity, you know? Um, and, and also just like a lot of the problems, a lot of the problems with th- which are solved by additional WASM bindings or by things like T-grade, right? You, if, if everything's a contract, you actually just don't have that problem anyway because there's no difference between native and contract execution layer which obviously you know has its security it has a security implication which isn't like super cool but you know it, it does simplify a lot of things about the application execution environment right yeah totally i think uh it just simplifies things i think if you like everything is complex enough. So whenever you can like simplify things in code, like it's actually better. Um, like one of the things I re- like about like smart contracts, like as opposed to like this kind of like monolithic SDK Ruby on rails thing we've built is that like smart contracts are really isolated little bits of logic and it's easy to test and reason about them. And like, I feel like the Cosmos SDK code is too much of this. Like it's like spaghetti each module is fucking wired into all the other modules at like the lowest level. And it's just like, it's a nightmare. Um, and well, the way the capability stuff works where it's all just dependency injection all the way down. Yeah. It's like, well, it's dependency injection, but it's kind of like not really called that. And it, I know I, this is the thing. I, I'm trying to be like, there's a, a huge amount of effort by some very, very clever people on this. There's a lot of rewriting work going down. You know, I get, I get all of that. I recognize all of that, and it's very easy to criticize from the the sidelines. So I am kind of aware of all of that. But at the same time, it, it is also that there are a lot of things about the structure of the application that don't feel like modern application architecture in the way that 
smart contracts are much more close to where the rest of the industry is, which is Kubernetes, throw some Docker containers at it, you know, black boxes that you reason about individually and then you move on. You know, Lambda execution runtimes where you literally just write 30 lines of code, write your 80 different pieces of functionality, throw them at AWS, GCP, whatever. There's your application. That's kind of where the rest of the industry is. That's where the like the interesting state-of-the-art applications are. And like the the that 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 the closer you are to that rather than Ruby on Rails, which is, you know, a much older sort of paradigm probably the better you know in terms of scalable architecture right yeah anyway that's something i'm really optimistic for this year is like the continued development of cosmosm and just like really i think asking some of the hard problems about the sdk and like looking at ways we can really take what i think are the best things about cosmos like what, what's the best thing about cosmos i think it's unquestionably ibc IBC is the best thing about Cosmos. If I'd pick one thing. Um, and then I think the second thing would be like, I, I really do think like Cosmosm is like, like, like the best like smart contract framework at the moment. Um, and it could be, it could get even better. And I think it's really great that we're seeing like this kind of cross chain adoption of Cosmosm. Like even, even there's like a, even like an avalanche project that's looking at adding support for like Cosmosm which is like pretty sick. Um, and then of course, like Polkadot and composable finance. Um, yep. Like the, the traction around Cosmosm is, is really good. And like, it's still early days and like uh, there's, you know, not that many Cosmosm developers, but I think there will like increasingly be like more and more of them. And let's not forget because it's Wasm, because it's WebAssembly, we can also add support for other languages too. So like TypeScript or like, uh, or a technically yeah. assembly script or like, you know, um, or like Golang or, you know, and there's going to be work to be done. You know, there's, there's actually, you know, there's actually like a team that's already working on, on some of these things. Um, so that'll be exciting to see as well, like kind of going into the new year. It's just like how Cosmosm continues to evolve and how best practices like continue to be like figured out and, I think CW like things like CWSDK are really important because if we can like isolate like Cosmosm from like as a VM from like the rest of like the Cosmos SDK, we could really get some huge performance improvements. Like, yeah. Well, also just the CWSDK is built on a user's Merck Nomix implementation of the uh, the Merkle storage, and that's based on RocksDB, so it's faster than IAVL like when you benchmark it so like right there you've got for free um and and also because it's rust like um and uh, well okay not just because it's rust but also because of the way it's relying on other libraries for, for specific things and things in the standard library um it feels a lot less risky like so uh the the implementation is obviously in nomic smirk um crate but like i did quite i did quite a bit of looking into it to try and get my head around how that will fit together as part of like the early cwsdk stuff other people actually did the big brain stuff obviously map and matt bell and uh and larry did did the actual implementation for that stuff but the 
what's interesting about that implementation versus the SDK implementation for that stuff is how much, I mean, I'm biased, right? I'm, I understand Rust better. It suits my mindset better, but like how much easier it is to read that code base for what it's doing, like the iterators and all that kind of stuff versus, uh, you know, what's in the SDK and the, in the kind of go, uh, the go version. But, um, yeah, it it would be a bit of a shame to abandon the Rust part, I think, as more languages come out, because I think that there is this like sweet spot with Rust being having like a kind of close to research language level compiler, but still being like quite easy to pick up for the average developer. So what because one of the other things that I've been looking into recently is like Move and you know, kind of Aptos and SWE um smart contract framework. And they have, you know, formal verification and all that stuff built in. But Although it's not that complicated to work with those languages, I do look at those a little bit and I get a little bit of the same feeling that I got when I first was introduced to something like Haskell, which is like, oh yeah, this is clever. Yes, this actually solves problems that people have if they get their head around it. And yes, it probably is better than the alternative. But as we know, NASA use Haskell for making sure, you know, space probes don't crash but for the average developer they just go oh i'll just take the bugs i'll just i can't be bothered to learn this and i i wonder if cos and wasm with rust sits in the sweet spot where people can be bothered to learn it and they get some of the benefits of the safety and all that kind of thing that rust just sort of brings out of the box but it doesn't have that extra layer of oh, okay let's let's go Funny, let's go yeah. engage in big brain time i do think it's kind of like a sweet spot um and it's funny you mentioned formal verification. I was actually just talking with uh, Zeke uh, yesterday about um, how we can improve cosmosm testing and actually uh, add some very formal ver- verification, like like kind of features to it, um, like kind of inspired by like TLA plus and all this all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think we've got a really good plan um, for it, and we're gonna try to like introduce like this new testing framework on one of the future like smart contracts we work on. So I think Rust does kind of hit sit, sit in the sweet spot where it's very safe uh, and it's very powerful. And yet it's about as user-friendly as you can get for something that's like so safe and powerful. I also think Wasm WebAssembly is also in this kind of sweet spot of like, it's really, really performant, like a lot more performant than like the EVM, for example. But at the same time, like a lot of different things compile to it. Um, like if, if you're in Solana, you know, they they use like Berkeley packet filters, a lot less libraries compile to that. So that's going to like really restrict like the kinds of things that you can do and the sort of like external software packages you could use. Um, so like Wasm is this thing that's like very, very performant. It's really, really fast. A lot of languages compile to it, which is also great. I think it's good to give people options. Like, sure. If you're making like a DeFi protocol, that's going to control like a billion dollars probably should write that in a language like Rust or some something like Scala or, or you know, like something that has a really strong type system and will the compiler will scream at you if you like do anything wrong. But if you're I just... I think you probably Rust, Rust over Scala at this point because Scala is still pretty fucking permissive. Yeah. Anyway, you write it in like a, a language that is like well-suited towards that thing. But if you're just like working on like a game or whatever, it's like fine like i think we should you know give people, developers like yeah tools to you know depending on like how crazy the thing they're trying to make is um 
yeah yeah so the question is like with um on kind of utility and stuff that's coming out this year like we've we've talked in several of the most recent episodes about like you know <laughs> when will we see more better use cases and you know you you did a talk recently didn't you a case at the uh, at um else house um units what's the correct term in academia uh, department yeah, department it was, it was at berkeley it was um yeah the center for long-term cybersecurity. i don't know like whatever yeah so de- department i guess right and a lot of this discussion is around like you know the balance between where we are now and crypto utility and all this kind of other stuff and like there's this broader conversation we've been having on the show for a few weeks like maybe for the last month or so about like you know what are the use cases that we're going to see that are actually make the whole party worthwhile, right? And so that that discussion you were having was about whether or not DAOs make the whole party worth having, right? And you know we're also looking for other use cases, uh, you know, coming forward. And the question is now, like, if this crash was the dot com bust moment for crypto. Then most of the cool shit, most of the most of the stuff that endured happened after that stage, after the the really big collapse of the hype cycle in the late nineties. But the question is, is that actually what we've just been through, or is this just another little frisson of what's in store? Uh, and what what is going? What are the things that people are going to build? Right? Because like you said, some people are building DeFi stuff, which, eh, whatever. I could give I could give a shit about a lot of the time, but. You know, a lot of people are building games, they're building all sorts of other stuff. I think people need to like more interesting. Almost like I think NFTs are great. And I think people need to take the hype out of NFTs. They put all this extra fucking baggage on like the term and it's it's fucking dumb. Uh, like I hate these like collector series and you expect value to go up. Here's an idea. What if like artists like you know, like musicians that want to sell their music digitally or like people that want to sell ebooks or publications? Or, you know, just like, just like sell content, you know, sell, sell, like sell, like your like make like Bandcamp but with NFTs, but don't even fucking call them NFTs. Just like use it as a way to cut out the middleman. Like right now, like on Bandcamp, they have pretty reasonable fees. They're like 10% of digital sales. Like you, we could crush that with crypto. You could drop it down to like 1% or like 0% like commission. Right. But, but then if they don't cash that out on a reasonable time scale, then then, then just fucking use sales. also like USDC or whatever, you know, it's like, just use the crypto rails, you know, it's like, or like, you know, like give people options. Like, you know, like I think that there's been a lot of the industry that's trying to like do like too much new stuff at one time. Like what if we like took these concepts like of crypto and just like, you know, don't even package it as fucking NFTs, just my digital song, my digital art, like, you know, like Rama just wrote, but like on a yeah. blockchain and, or like my ebook, well, is, you know, it's like decentralized what, publishing. And, I mean, that's kind of what Audius tried to do. And we had, you know, we, 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 it's quite trivial to build those primitives into, like we had those primitives in Howl as well. Um, there was no UI for it, but like by the time you're sticking stuff on IPFS, right, or indeed any CDN, um, IPFS just being the kind of the anointed Web three acceptable one, you know, it's relatively straightforward to publish any kind of content. Um, but the, the problem becomes that 
it's the scaffolding around it, right? It's the accepting the payment and transferring the thing without other people having access to the thing. And then you're back into hard stuff on our current model, which is how do you have things that are pseudo private, right? I'm not saying these are intractable problems, but they are, they're not. I don't think they're intractable problems. And that's why I think that if people really put their minds together, like these are like actually kind of like really great, like real world use cases. Everyone's like crypto. What's with these like tradable, like JPEGs, like give me something that's like practical. And it's like, well, I think content distribution is practical. Uh, You know, everyone talks about like ticket sales. Everyone talks about like, you know, um, the concept of communitility like why why like buy like an album as like an nft is because maybe then that gives you the right to like create like get exclusive merch or whatever that you can only get if you've like bought the album but i I don't think a lot of people are are, like so so the big one of the biggest trends of you know you know like the kind of 2000s was people going back to like vinyl and stuff like that but it was because of like the physical tactility of that different experience right I, i don't Obviously, there is a small group of fans who like will just like fucking chew up anything, right? But I'm not sure that like fans are looking in general for like a digital experience, you know? Like those kind of overdeveloped. I, I think record companies think that stuff is cool. I think bands go along with it. I'm not sure how how much over engineering it is for a use case that doesn't really exist. What do you mean, like digital 95- experience, like? I'm talking about like real world things, but like real world things that are like mediated by like these NFT tokens. Sure, but like again, the 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 middleman in this case, yes, is charging fees and all that sort of stuff, the ticket seller. But you know, you can also just sell your tickets on We Got Tickets, right? And they charge you like five percent. Like so you don't have to use Ticketmaster. That's a business decision that people are doing probably because their label is is partly owned by Ticketmaster. You know, it, it's more yeah, about the and you're, and you're never and you're never going to get those people but there's i think i think there's entry points there's like cracks that are opening it all up because like these services are really shitty like look at ebooks like it's such a weird fucking market and i don't know exactly like where you break in but all these publishers have just been absolutely fucked by amazon you know amazon charges 30 to 60 percent to transmit a fucking file over the internet. And like authors don't make a ton of money. Like that's fucking outrageous. And like, it's way worse than you think. Trust me. Yeah. And it it, like, here's an opportunity and you know, you just, it's like a really fucking simple product. You could even just like, you know, build this on top of like Stargaze, for example, you just like, you know, like have a store, you list the like, you know, eBooks for sale, you know, you like integrate some like web two APIs so that you can get sent to their like, you know, Nook or their whatever, like fucking e-ink device, or, you know, they just, you can also just download the PDF or the ebook or whatever. It's, 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 it's fine. It's like, and then you just start going to publishers and just being like, Hey, what if you want to like integrate this into your, like, you know, into your website. And so here's some, here's some widgets and now you can integrate it into your website. And guess what? You don't have to pay any, like, you don't have to pay 30 to 60% to Amazon, you know? And you might like, it's, it'll be slow at first. Um, but you know, these things like, I feel like it's inevitable because I think that the tech companies are fucking gouging all these publishers, uh, whether it's in music or like in, you know, definitely in like books, I feel like. Uh, and so like, you know, if, if you make it like easy enough for them, like, 
eventually like the like decentralized self-publishing movement will like really take off i i kind of agree with you but i i disagree on where the content will live like i i just i i think that the thing that is the value out there is like i launch a smart contract that powers my store and then i am the mediator right i just plug in a back end and then my my back end is just a web 2 service running on aws that when it gets the act saying yo transaction run to the blockchain you've been paid brother it then fires fires off the email with the pdf with the epub whatever but like that content like like the epub or whatever that kind of content doesn't need to live on the chain i or or even a reference to it why does it need to because the thing that matters is the payment right because this is all about this is all about taking control of like like you said if you're eliminating middlemen and that sort of thing what you really need is the payment infrastructure that doesn't involve uh, a banking provider really yeah and or, or, like, or the large corporate or, but or like, you can think about it like if you really want to be like you know a bootlicker you can just be like hey like usdc it's basically a banking provider and it's way easier to use than like Visa or Ma- MasterCard. And it's also cheaper to use too. Like you don't have to pay a 2.5% of a transaction fee. That's like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yes and no. I mean, USDC couldn't even fucking process a transaction to our business bank in the UK. So they, yeah, I, I think they're kind of a bit overrated. I'd rather get paid in just a crypto and cash out. But then that's, that's kind of back to the problem, right? Is that like, if you make it as decentralized as possible to a to just a wallet, it will definitely one hundred percent work. Unlike USDC, which doesn't definitely one hundred percent work if you're going through their thing. Wait, USDC works great. Or are you talking about like do they have some like business service or something they use? Or their their internal tooling is kind of shitty. But then you know the flip side of that is you can just get paid in USDC and then withdraw it from Kraken, which will work. And yeah, Kraken, see, exactly. There you go. So. Like that's that's great. And then there's like. There's like trans, there's, trans, there's, trans, there's transact, there's Kado. Like I think that there's a lot to be said this year of like, you know, what's the crypto use case? Is like just do fucking simple shit and just like do it more efficiently, you know. Um, cut so, out the middleman. Like don't even suck. Like have to like create like, you know, like a new term for it. You know, we don't have to be like NFTs, DAOs, ASICs. You know, like just like constantly throwing acronyms at people. You know, just like well, yeah. If, if you give so, if you give people something they want and need, they'll just hand over their money and go, ah, cheers. Yeah. Also, um, but this, like this is also, I feel like something that we hear in crypto, like time and time again, like every fucking cycle is, when are the use cases going to come? When are the use cases going to come? And people don't really see like how things have been like fucking progressing. Like they ask this because they're just like normies and not involved in like not like seeing like the drastic like when Bitcoin started, it was literally just this like really shitty payment network. And now we have entire financial systems. Like crypto can run entire financial systems. Soon it's going to be like crypto can run like entire governments. Like crypto can run like market marketplaces where people can sell and uh, like even earn royalties from media. And people are still asking like, where, where are the use cases? Where are the use cases? And it's just like, it's like, it's kind of this like slow thing. And then it's like, it's like that slowly, slowly. And then suddenly all at once kind of thing. Um, well, at the moment, it's still like, you know, the whole thing is sort of still just beta testers and developers trying things out, right? Yep. It's like still 
ultra early and like, yeah, man, like it's the type of thing where you have to build something, try it on, see if people like it, go from there. And like, there's going to be tons of shit that people build that people are just going to hate and that are going to fail. And it's going to be the odd thing that gets traction. And when you like get more and more of those odd things that gain traction, you're going to like attract more and more users to the ecosystem. And eventually you'll hit some sort of critical mass where people talk and talk and it'll just exponentially explode. But it's going to take time. It's going to take still a long time from now. And so it's not, not going to happen overnight. Even then, like, I guess the flip side is like, you'd be surprised at what ideas are being taken from the ecosystem and are actually like then getting executed elsewhere. Right. Because there's ideas that might not be, might not work or be too early or whatever. And other people are going, Oh no, but we can apply that lesson or whatever elsewhere. Like, um, I remember like how good, like early, early Bitcoin or early ish Bitcoin, like early 2010s, it was actually relatively quick. Like, I mean, you could accept a payment in like five minutes, which is not perfect, but you know, this was at a time when you didn't really get good online banking apps. Yeah, there was no Venmo settled, then. People, yeah, there was well, no Venmo. A, a, settled, a settled payment took ages. And I remember like the, you know, here's a QR code, pay me. Or like buying a pizza with Bitcoin, QR code, bam, done. I and think I remember actually, that being like a way better mobile experience than any bank. And then in the UK, certainly like Monzo, Starling, Tide, um others challenger banks came along and they made that experience just seamless for banking like sign up by saying i would like a bank account bam you're done all that kind of stuff was completely like a, a revelation and i think actually it was ben davis who is in the chat who said oh yeah one of the early investors of monzo or one of the founders was a crypto guy and you're like okay there you go that's the that's the answer is that that somebody took the idea and went the masses aren't ready for that but they go oh well, but look these payments are more seamless they're easier to use at the moment they're not quick but the ui is better what of these lessons can i take and apply elsewhere and they go and start an actual bank you know dealing in pound sterling and it's a huge you know billion pound success so you, you're also just like you know some of the successes in crypto won't happen in crypto they will actually happen elsewhere but maybe something else will get improved you know maybe i i tend to think that crypto has forced banks to like evolve and improve their services because when bitcoin first came out sending money like you say from one person to another was dog shit and took at least a day right i'm not sure what it's still like in america but in australia it's dog shit. it took a whole it took a fucking day to send something minimum and now we have instant transfers and i'm pretty sure that is just trying to stay ahead of the curve on crypto um and trying to evolve you know to because the whole system was ancient and no one was motivated to do anything about it because it was the status quo and there was no competition for that so the whole all of the banks got together and created a new protocol um with the interbank communication to be able to actually make that happen so I think crypto is like pushing, um, you know, normal finance as well as um, the the whole crypto industry moving along separately. So I don't know. I, I think there's going to be a lot more things like that. And if if all crypto does is improve the traditional finance uh, 
you know, landscape, well, I mean, that's a win anyway, right? Well, I mean, so right now, international payments still go through, I think, the smart system, which is still hand done. Every single transaction that's international is done through this one thing, which is why it's still Swift. Thank you. That's the one. Um, Smart Swift. I was close. Um, And so if, if that's eventually overthrown because of crypto, I mean, that's a good, good thing just in itself. I mean, Swift is kind of the reason why, uh, what is it? Remittance costs are so high because they need to go through something. So they end up going through, what is it? uh, That cash, payment place west western union they go through western union frequently instead of instead of going through bank banks crypto has helped with that yeah so I think initially that was like there's like a that, the regulator even has an accelerator thing saying that like we will if you are a business looking at using this technology for this use case we will potentially work with you but by the way, FYI, you're going to get regulated as fuck because you're handling real, real fucking money. But we are kind of like, we recognize this is going to be one of the first things that somebody wants to do with this tech. I'm pretty sure it's literally on the FCA's website. So one of the first things that, um, well, one of the original use cases for XRP was cross-border payments, and they pushed that pretty hard. And, you know, there are like, a bunch of networks that are pretty decent that could handle like shitloads of transactions and would be good for that. Like XRP is probably one of them. I, I'm not saying that I like the XRP, um, you know, network because well, Ripple owns like 60% of the coins there. So it's not fantastic in that regard, but there's also um, oh, that other one that's like, Shit, I can't remember the name of it now, but it, it's um Stellar. Is that what you're thinking? XLM? No, 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 no. It's it's like funded by Google and Amazon and all of those people, and it's um the way it works is like crazy weird. It's not like per block finality. It's like uses this gossip protocol, so you actually don't talk to all of the validators. You you tell um, some of the validators some information, and then they just pass it on in a Merkle tree, and then you end up with this crazy um fuck what is it called is that uh hadera hashgraph yeah hashgraph yeah it's a uh, pretty fast um and like can handle shit loads of transactions. like networks like that would be good for cross-border um transactions and, and i think you know that that's a good use case for those but they have to be able to store the money and i you know for example xrp could never be that because you can't invest a heap of money in XRP because it's all basically owned by someone. Um, at least half of it's owned by one entity. So you would never adopt that as a, a global sort of um, token. So, and that's the other thing, like you're going to make, if, if one of these networks becomes like the de facto for like all of these cross-border transaction situations, the initial um issuer is going to be fucking ultra rich <laughs> unless you like come up with some sort of uh situation where i don't know it's like you're going to centralize a lot of money even like even things like usdc right it becomes a a thing where you're swapping like a us dollar currency for the virtual uh equivalent right and 
that's fine. But unless, like, you just centralize all that currency in one big ball. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like a situation where you need to actually sacrifice, um, you know, like a real world currency in order to get the virtual equivalent. Um, but still recognized as a legal tender is probably the the way that like you could get that distribution to work without having some uh, person or entity that just gets ultra rich from it. So like, you know, kind of like how a bridge works, you, you take your US dollars and you burn it into like, you know, the central bank equivalent. So the, the actual the, real yeah, money supply becomes less. This sounds kind of like a, a central bank digital currency is what you're describing. Yeah, so we need that. It has to be, yeah, it has to, yes, as Sporthy in the chat said, like a central bank digital currency. Um, <laughs> Wait, did I just invent something that already exists? What an idiot. Yeah. Um, Delegate king notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the other question here was, so there's two ways of going about it, right? You, like you have, you'd have, a proof of a proof of stake network or whatever where validators are obviously going to be regulated in that scenario if it's a central bank digital currency and they're probably going to be in multiple jurisdictions because they're going to be trying to run this and who's going to run it probably the u.s government because dollars petrodollars so it's the clearinghouse for everything and that would still probably be better than the current system but it's not exactly the glorious anarchist future that we were all hoping for yeah, um, the glor- glorious anarchist future is definitely it's, it's happening. Uh, history is not with you on that one, I will say. But um, I, you know, we can we can hope. But 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 you know, overwhelmingly, hit the historical record shows that. I think it'll it'll probably most likely be a mix. Like there's going to be like central bank digital currencies or whatever. But the cool thing about IBC is like that allows like this this way for these countries to connect their CBDCs. And to connect with like independent blockchains, whether those be blockchains run by like private companies or decentralized ones. And so I feel like, you know, one of the things about the Internet of Blockchains vision is that we'll actually have multiple competing visions. Like the anarchists, like crypto anarchist blockchains will live alongside like the state blockchains and will live alongside like private enterprise ones. And it'll all be like sw- this like swarming massive cryptographic state machines that can send verified packets between each other sounds very energy efficient yeah well i was gonna say if you <laughs> well, any if you the- think about it you know we run this internet right now with like a fuck ton of inter- infrastructure it's not that different this is not like bitcoin mining you know and the algorithms are getting better and better um also you know like like a central bank digital currency, they might only need like 20 nodes or like, like, you know, they, they, they don't need to be as decentralized as like, you know. Well, I was going to say the, the, the in this model, the anarchist, the more anarchist you are, the more likely you want proof of work. The more you are a central bank digital currency, the more likely you can tolerate proof of stake. Like if we've, if I, you know, like joking aside, if you were like long-term going to hang your hat on a currency, to clear payments like as in we are going to build bank camp on a blockchain are you going to do it on a proof of state chain where people can vote away your assets 
like if you're universal records or whoever if you're or if you're like a really big band if you're like if you're know, universal radio, records you launch your radio right and you want to do like, if you want to do in rainbows again right your radio head you want to do it you're going to do payments clearing on a blockchain you, there's millions of dollars right we're talking about are they going to be like we'll do it on a proof of state blockchain yeah they totally will they because, like, I feel like the scenario that you mentioned, Alex, is, like, basically, like, only happened one time and we all fucking lived through it. But it's, like, that's, like, the only time I can think of it's ever happened. Right. But it's going to become it was more a lot, common. It was a lot more, it was a lot more nuanced. It could become more common, but uh, I think that any place where it becomes, like, common without, like, like sufficient, like, justification, like, like it's not going to attract, like, I think... I, I I think proof of stake, like people won't even like if anything, the universal musics of the world will run their own chains and they'll just like interact over IBC to the other like kind of more decentralized networks when needed or to things like central bank, like central bank digital currencies or like other tokens or whatever. Um, so, so all that's really happening here then is the privatization of money because typically privatization occurs when people or companies lose faith in some sort of institution to act in their interests and so they start building infrastructure of their own uh or you know there is also an efficiency case but i think it's more the efficiency case like um yeah but then that has its own the efficiency case obviously can have its own implications in the kind of longer spread because the efficiency case often does bear out but then a lot of money gets made and then it has secondary and tertiary political effects look at yeah well, so the reason the reason this is in my head is specifically i've been reading um corporate warriors by i think pw singer which is about the privatization of the military after the end of the cold war and i was like holy fucking shit this this there's there's something about this that is tingling with timbers about the way corporations will enter this space and what you've just described about corporations and IBC is like, yes, that is really, really similar to how very large corporations expanded horizontally into, uh, hey, look, there's this growth industry. It's called killing people. Uh, you know, it turns out it's quite profitable. I mean, I'm actually, you know, I'm simplifying. Really dark, really well, yeah. Portland's kind of doing something right now, right now with that with the police. Um, the police are doing what's called a slowdown where they basically just don't answer the phone in order to protest uh, defund, the, defund the police movement. But anyway, ignoring that, uh, there's a lot of sec private security firms that are coming about um, basically filling in that gap. But it is only exclusively for businesses, right? They're not going to be hiring private security that happens for the everyday person. And so we're getting more crimes around like property crimes because our homeless population has gone up something like 30% in the last year. Um, and businesses are like, oh, these things are showing pretty good because they now have their private security. But everyday people are like, oh, this kind of sucks because now... Right. Because because the problem is whoever's prepared to pay or able to pay then is able to not only be exempt from the problem, but also define how the problem is viewed and whether it's even defined as a problem. And that that is the... It, there's a stats in that book somewhere about private security where I think it was talking about in like the issue of the year 2000, there were already twice as many private security guards. I can't remember if it was in the UK or the US as there were police. And that was about, and that was like directly, you could like, you look at the graph where you're like, 
reduction in funding of police and it might probably the uk actually because i feel like the u.s police have yeah probably we don't reduce tanks. funding for police we just give them more money and we give them like military weapons tanks. yeah to, to shoot protesters that sounds like it came from the uk yeah yeah in, in the uk they're probably just like oh just just don't fund them at all but also yeah, we love cops here so yeah we the, i think that probably in the uk what they did was defund them but then they also said oh but we expect you to beat up students but you'll have to do overtime in order to do it, but we're not going to pay you for the overtime. Yeah. So we'll hire into private security to beat them up as well. Something like that. I don't know. I'm probably, jet. that's how probably did, not. How did we get on this action. tangent? This was a. Uh... Uh, privatization of money. Well, you know, I think that this also gets to another thing that I think we're going to start seeing more and more is, and Sporthy put it in the chat is like, uh, you know, it's not just proof of work. It's not just proof of stake. Those are the most popular models right now, but there's also, POA, which is supported in tendermint or proof of authority, where you just say like this node, this node, this node, they're running transactions on the network. That network could use IBC assets like USDC or whatever sanctioned bootlicker coin you want. Um, or also cool coins like Juno, you know. Um, so that's kind of, that's how uh, XRP works. There's like no staking in XRP. It's just a list of accepted nodes. Yep, exactly. They just... Yeah, it's like uh, everyone agrees on a list and then that's the list and then no one else can join. Yep. Like the thing is, it's not the end of like the... Yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, You know, you can pay your bills, whatever you pay your bill. It's kind of like, okay, so what it reminds me of is like if you go, okay, well the currencies themselves are a little bit of a distraction. They're just a privatization of currency. And you go, okay, the, the blockchain just the tech does it. And you go, well, okay, look at the use case in Web2. You go, well, there's a bunch of them are still going to be fundamentally better served by Web2 tech. Like nothing in Web3 is going to displace streaming data stores because it's just a fundamentally different use case, right? Like CERN, CERN are not going to be like, oh, we need to process the Large Hadron Collider data onto a blockchain doesn't fucking make sense it's throwaway data it's logs right they're always going to use a different database technology and like in but in the same way there's like you know the use cases for these things may just be completely just like the use cases for the underlying tech like the actual blockchain as as a database like there are different database technologies web 2 will probably always be run off slightly different stuff to web to web 3 to the interchain fuck web 2 and web 3 it's such shit names yeah fuck the that interchain shit. will always be run off of off of you know consensus stores web 2 will likely always be run off of columnar type or no sql data stores or whatever and then you go okay well actually by the same measure like a central bank digital currency in which you pay your taxes is likely to be a particular type of thing with these particular properties a privatized currency for different things you know whether that's privatized currency issued by your residence association for the building you live in or whether that's for some other thing they're going to be completely heterogeneous and they have different use cases and maybe that's maybe that's fine maybe i'm maybe i'm freaking out of nothing i don't know it's kind of it's going to be interesting and scary to see how it pans out i guess <laughs> that's just life life is interesting and scary yeah that's why i try not to leave the house too much that's what this whole computer programmer thing was supposed to be about but it turns out and you you can't escape it yeah comes to you okay yeah anyway 
Sorry. Didn't mean to be such a downer. Sorry. This is what happens. We start talking about like the future of the internet and stuff. Yeah, you're such we a pur- downer, Alex. We purposefully said that this was a positive podcast. We're supposed, right? This was supposed to be the positive yeah, 2023. Yeah, it was supposed to be last year. No, so, there's not out, all the always, alpha of the show was CWSDK is great, even fuck. though it doesn't exist yet. First of all, so guys, on the uh, the spreadsheet here, (laughs) on the spreadsheet here, it's got business plans. Is that supposed to be business plans? Question mark. What does this one mean? Uh, Why start now? Literally, we're gonna open up this. (laughs) Now you're gonna go to the spreadsheet. An hour twenty eight in. Hey, let's go back to the spreadsheet. January twenty twenty three. No, the big bulls blockchain. Oh, hey, Jake, do you know about uh, the Christmas present from you, sir? No. Oh, is a is it big balls? So last, yeah, you serve a you serve a last episode. He uh, he gave us all Christmas gifts, and it's uh, our email addresses on bigballsblockchain.com. dot com. Okay, cool. <laughs> you can have Dow Dow at bigballsblockchain.com. dot com. All right, sounds great. Small fee. You want in? The Dow. You're in. I'm going to give you the keys to the Lamborghini. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's usurper. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, the, yeah. I just want to see the first CWSDK chain. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's my 20, my 2023 is like I want to see the first. See, I like the mesh the mesh security stuff and all that's kind of cool, but I want to see a chain that's that's com- that's completely like Rust, basically. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly yeah, podcast great. on the cosmos from independent validator teams. And Cosmosm, that'd be fucking cool. That'd be kind of. That would be kind of ace. Anything else is a bonus. (laughs)